Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Clayton Caldwell. I produce and host a podcast called Talking in Circles. You can hear us uh, Monday, Monday nights at nine o'clock. We'll review uh, all the races, and we also talk about all the news and, and notes uh, in NASCAR. And um, today, I wanted to do something that uh, I feel needs to be needs to be done. And today is July thirteenth. Uh, I'm recording this on the uh, afternoon of July thirteenth, and July 13th, when I think of that date, you know, it really for a long time to me had not a big meaning um, because I was a kid and I didn't, you know, understand the impact of what that date means to some of us in the NASCAR racing community. Um, but now I think of that date and for the last 10 years, I've really kind of, as I've gotten older, um, thought about having a family, gotten married. I really think about July 13th a lot differently than I used to. And uh, if you're not familiar with the date and what I'm referring to, uh, July 13th, 1993, we lost Davey Allison. Uh, he, he went to see a practice session with Dave Bonnet at Talladega Super Speedway in a helicopter with Fred, with Red Farmer, who recently just got announced, by the way, that he's going to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Um, and he crashed his helicopter in the infield of Talladega. He got injuries on, that was July 12th, and they pronounced him dead on July 13th, 1993, around seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, I think it was Talladega time. So uh, terrible, tra terrible tragedy. I mean, just terrible. And, um, you know, when I think about Davey and I think about his career and I think about his life, the really the first things that come to mind is, um, you know, let me just go on the record and say, I didn't think, I didn't know Davey Allison. I was four years old in 1993 when he passed. And, um, you know, so, but I've watched and researched a lot of things on him. And he seemed like a really, just a really smart guy. Uh, his opinions were, were very interesting to me. Uh, he seemed to have a lot of things really figured out. And the worst part to me about this whole tragedy is something I think the, some of us fans are guilty of doing um, and, and, and really saying a lot when it comes to Davey is, is we focus so much on what would have happened if he stayed alive in his career. And I'm going to touch on that a little bit, but first of all, what happened in his personal life? You know, he had two young kids when he passed, he had a, a beautiful wife and everything was going perfect. I mean, you couldn't have asked, he was a, a, a former legends, a legend's son, I should say, former driver's son who was just, you know, carrying the torch. And um, he did everything perfectly, it seemed like. You know, he didn't really seem to have too many enemies uh, on or off the track. And, you know, those people, his kids, his wife, his father, Bobby, his mother, Judy, um, his sisters, their lives were greatly impacted by the loss of Davey Allison in 1993 and, and his friends and his family and every, even the extended family, everybody's included in that. And that to me is the biggest part of this tragedy that sometimes gets overlooked by us race fans and people um, who don't know the Allison family that well is just how sad it must have been for them and how every day, I'm sure it's, it's tough on, on each and every one of those people who knew Davey and he touched their lives. Um, it can't, July 13th is a day that comes up and, and just, it's got to be extremely difficult. Um, you know, as far as the NASCAR impact is concerned, 
you know, there was certainly a huge impact he was going to have. And he, he had on the NASCAR community uh, that was taken from us. And, and the first thing I think of is Hueytown, Alabama. You know, for since Bobby Allison really, you know, came into NASCAR in the, in the early to mid-60s, Hueytown, Alabama was a hotbed for, for racing. And Alabama itself, you know, of course, the Alabama gang, Donnie Allison, Red Farmer, um, Neil Bonnet was included in that. Um, and that was a big area. They, they loved the Allisons. That's all they cared about. And, you know, Hutch Strickland was still a part of the Alabama gang and, and still had a, a, a decent career after Davey passed. But the Allison legacy, and, and Red Farmer still races, but the Allison leg, legacy really ended on July 13th, 1993, as far as a driving impact is concerned. I know Bobby owned a team until 96, but, you know, Hueytown and NASCAR was never the same after that. I mean, Davey was going to carry that team. Who, who knows what would have happened? And, and, you know, 90, 93 season was crazy in a lot of ways because we lost Alan Kowicki earlier that year um, due to a plane crash at Bristol. And I always kind of – people always kind of group those two together. I think race fans normally group those two together when you think about the 92 championship and that they both passed in 93, um, a lot of people group them together and say, you know, Davey and Alan, Alan and Davey. But, you know, Alan Kowicki's death was tragic. And who knows what, what Alan would have provided to us uh, on the NASCAR side and even on the personal side. I mean, Alan was a guy who was a lot more reserved than Davey. Uh, I, I spoke to his um, crew chief, Paul Andrews, on my podcast, Talking in Circles, and this was a few years ago, and he basically said he was a real tough guy to get to get to know. Uh, he's a real different personality. This is Alan Kowicki, of course. So, you know, that's completely different than Davey. Everybody felt like they knew Davey. He was always on TV. He was in the sports since he was a little kid. Uh, he had a great personality. So he was, you know, he was different than, than Alan in that perspective. And on the racetrack, Davey was in a little bit of a different situation, too. I mean, Alan had his own deal and won his championship. But, you know, we saw what the sport was going to do uh, in the next 10 years with Alan Kowicki. It would have been very interesting to see what happened because a lot of the owner drivers of that era, whether it was Bill Elliott, who started this team in 95, a few years after Alan died, Ricky Rudd, who started this team in 94, uh, a year after Alan died, um, Daryl Waltrip had his own team, numerous drivers. And we saw the independents go away. You know, I know JD died, JD McDuffie died, and he went away in the 90, in 90. Uh, but you also had Dave Marcus. You had a lot of the independent smaller teams sort of go away when we hit the boom here in the late 90s and early 2000s. So it would have been interesting to see how Allen would have survived that if he could have as an owner driver. But Davey, from a racing perspective, was completely different because he was in a situation that we saw thrive in the mid mid nineties, late nineties and early two thousands. I mean, Robert H racing. Unbelievable. I mean, we're still, there's still teams out there today winning races with, with the H powered engines. I mean, that's how good that team was. And, and Larry McReynolds seemed like the perfect crew chief for Davey Allison and 92. What hurts me the most, I think, as far as racing is concerned about this is the fact that he never got his championship. And I felt like he would have gotten it. I mean, you can, you can value and say, listen, he had 19 wins and 191 starts. 
he was tremendous. Uh, but he's still missing that championship that I felt like he really deserved. And, um, you know, that, that to me is what hurts. In 92, Allen got his championship. Allen proved that he was a tremendous owner, a tremendous driver, did everything right. You know, he, he has a championship to sort of sit there and say, look at that. Davey never got that opportunity, and, and that's heartbreaking to me um, as far as, again, the racing is concerned. And really what he would have provided to us down the road, I mean, he had, like I said, the opportunity he had to me for the future, he was set up way better than Alan Kowicki was uh, as far as NASCAR is concerned. You know, he had Robert Yates racing, and I could do a whole hour on what I think would have happened if Davey Allison stayed alive. I really could. Um, you know, there's so much to think about. You know, Ernie Irvin never gets to the 28 car. Um, Dale Jarrett never gets to the 28 car, may never get to the 88 car. You know, maybe they don't even have a second team because Ernie Irvin, who got hurt in 94 and was took over for uh, – and Dale Jarrett took over for him in 95, they wanted to keep Dale Jarrett on the team. So they got a two-car operation in 96 – when Dale came there with the 88, that might never happen if Davey stays alive. Who knows? Who knows? And, but there's no question to me he would have been in a, in a situation that he would have won races and, and thrived. And he was such a good driver. Uh, he won everywhere he needed to win. He won at short tracks, mile and a half. He won at super speedways. He was great. I mean, 92 was, was such a tough year for him. And the fact that he was even still relevant that year with all the things that would happen between numerous injuries, he got in two accidents, that were really, really bad. We all remember the Winston one. And, of course, the one at Pocono was really, really bad as well. And then, of course, he lost his brother that year as well, Clifford, in a crash at Michigan. So all that, you know, emotional and physical pain he was, he was in and, you know, could have been a distraction. There was, if you said, hey, you know what, Davey fell off in the second part of 1992 and wasn't a factor for a championship, I think people would have been like, well, yeah, of course he did. Who could pull through that? Who could pull through two major accidents with numerous injuries and the mental factor that was going, the, the mental problems, you know, the, the mental part of it all too with his brother passing. I mean, in a race car, no less. So it was, it had to be extremely hard on him. And the fact that he was able to push all that aside and still be there at the end for the championship is remarkable. It really is. And you could argue that maybe, you know, he would have run away with the championship in 92. Who knows if it wasn't for those factors. But, you know, I think that's where I'm so happy he's in an NASCAR Hall of Fame for that reason, because he deserved that. He definitely deserved the recognition and, and, and the fact that when people walk into the Hall of Fame, they're going to say, Davey Allison, wow, okay. And they can learn about him because, you know, he's not on the championship list. He's on the Daytona 500 winners list, which is, which is great. But he's not on that championship list. When you look at the list of champions, you're going, you know, I study the list of champions. How come this guy's not there? And you learn about why he's not there. Um, you know, that's part of what makes the Hall of Fame great is that they can look back at that and, and really put him in there. And, um, you know, that, that to me is, is, you know, what the sad part is. I mean, he had a full-time, lifetime deal at Robert Yates Racing. He told Robert Yates, I'm going to be here as long as you need me to. When he bought that team, I believe it was 88 or 89 from Harry Rainier. He's like, listen, I'll drive for you the rest of my career. I'll make that commitment. And he was, he was serious. He was going to drive for Robert Yates for the rest of his career. So that was, that was huge for him. And that would have carried him again. Robert Yates racing was great. They had a little problems there in the mid two thousands and then they went away, uh, which was unfortunate, 
but he would have at least been very competitive up until the mid two thousands um, with with the cars he was in. And he, you know, Tavlin Texaco would have probably stayed with him through his duration of his of his tenure there. Um, he Tavlin Texaco loved him, I'm sure, and the people in Hueytown, Alabama, would have supported him, and he would have had a huge fan base. And you know, I'm going to leave with this story, and this is crazy to think about. You know, my brother and I. If you don't know, we go to the Daytona 500 every year, and, and we're very fortunate to do that. And there are some times where we have to drive down all the way from our home in New Jersey. And we were driving down to the Daytona 500. It was probably like 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. And I don't know the exact year, but we stop at a gas station in North Carolina. And again, I don't know the exact town, but my brother's in line and we're, we're in line together and we're, we're kind of chatting and we have our Daytona 500 stuff on or some our race stuff on or something. And the guy says to us, Hey, you're race fans. We're like, Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're huge race fans. You know, we go to the 500 every year, et cetera. He goes, yeah, I stopped watching racing when my driver passed. And naturally you think, you know, 2012, you're North Carolina, you think, Oh, Earnhardt, you know, that that's when, when, you know, that's, that's, who his driver was and my brother was like oh okay yeah you know yeah it was Earnhardt's death was a little tough he goes no 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 my driver was Davey Allison I haven't been able to watch since Davey passed and it just shows you the impact he had and there's deaths that when you think about NASCAR there's so many there's a few instances in in this history of the sport where you say man I would have completely been different if, if those things um didn't happen you know death of Dale Earnhardt certainly number one uh, I still think NASCAR is reeling from that. I still don't think they've re ever recovered from the death of Dale Earnhardt. And I can go on all day about that, but Davey Allison's death's got to be up there too, just because of the fact that he had a whole community in Hueytown. Uh, he was an Alabama gang. He, he was a tie to the history of the sport. Um, and he would have done so many great things for the sport, I think on and off the track. And for whatever reason, you know, we didn't get to see that. He didn't get to, to um, experience that. And, and it was a great loss, but, you know, for fans who don't know, if you haven't, if you don't really know hundred percent about Davey Allison and you want to read up on him, I suggest you do because the guy just, everything was coming together uh, as far as his racing career was, his life was, was on, you know, he was a dad. He, he seemed like a great dad. Again, I didn't know him, but um, he seemed like a really great guy. And uh, unfortunately, it was he was taken from us on July 13th, 1993. So those are my thoughts on, on Davey Allison. And, uh, you know, if you want to hear more thoughts about my racing, uh, more thoughts about racing from me, uh, you can go to Talking in Circles. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Um, we also are on, we have a podcast now on Apple and, uh, tune in radio and radio.com as well. So, um, Spotify as well. We just added it there. So, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, I'm sure we're there. So, uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening and, uh, you know, may he rest in peace and may God bless his family and friends who July 13th really, really impacts. We'll see you next time.